Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to another edition of Meet the Manager. Here we chat to FPL managers who have an interesting story to tell or who are offering new and different insight into the game. Uh, Today I'm joined by Emma, aka Jump the Wave on Twitter. Uh, So in the days before deadline each week, she canvasses uh, a raft of views from fans Uh, the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea, as well as experts like our very own Luke um, to try and predict their lineups each week. Um, Her research has become a staple part of FPL Manager's weekly information gathering. Emma, welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Thanks so much for for sparing um, some time to chat with us. And as I said, it's um, your your work has become um, a sort of a staple part of of how we make our decisions, and in particular around rotation. Um, and there's a familiar phrase of Pep Roulette, but Manchester City have been quite steady this year. But it's been Chelsea that have been uh, where we've been having to get our uh, thinking caps on uh, as to who is going to start. So um, before we sort of have a look at your research um, and go into that, I just want a bit of background about you, really. So um, you know, what, what was how, how did this come about? I mean, do you, do you have a background analysing data and what, what how does it how yeah, does this work? Yeah, I, I, um... I started um, being really interested in data after studying economics and um, and then left it for, 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 for a few years, but I've always been interested in numbers and that happened to coincide with a very recent and sudden interest in football, okay. largely because my, um, my children invited me to um, join our, our, a family fantasy football league and I didn't know enough players to, to actually create a team. So they kind of helped me and then in the the first, um, the first results of the first couple of weeks, it was clear that I'd been stitched up by them and was mm. was invited to be the loser. And so I thought I would kind of, you know, get even because my husband was laughing quite a lot at that. And um, so I very quietly started to study um, football analytics. And um, yeah, so that's where I am. So I spent every time they went out to go and play football, I would be at home reading up articles on football tactics and trying to understand. Um, so so you, d- you didn't have any, um, I guess, knowledge or, or interest in football before this? No, no, not at all. Because, because you know, having three boys, mm. it, football is actually quite, quite difficult sometimes because they all get very upset when their team loses and, yeah. and the house would become fractious and... Mostly, I thought it was a rather a waste of time, and I've always been a rugby watcher, really. Mm. So, so, um, and now I'm completely hooked on football, and, right? And 
love it even more than rugby there so I think. who who are their teams and is um, it ah, well, so, well they support chelsea mm-hmm. um yeah so so not a good not a good um no. place at the moment but but it's it's all good and my, my husband i met him on the first day of university and the only possession he you know he came he came into our relationship with was a chelsea bath map from a very long time ago <laughs> okay. so I, I guess um yeah, long time fans. They, you can't choose your team necessarily, can you? Okay. Change it. Okay. Um, so let's have a look at um, this research. This is what it looks like. So this, for those who are unfamiliar with it, um, it's a, a big blue and red <laughs> sheet image. Um, but if we look really carefully in that, we can see um, little things at the bottom. So you've got, say, for example, Emmerich Laporte, 100%. Uh, Bernardo Silva, 100%. Gundogan, 0%, and Cancelo, uh, 60%. Now, this was going into the uh, Manchester City Palace match. And so tell me what, what we're looking at here. Who, who's involved in creating these numbers here? And what do these numbers mean? Yeah, so what we have is we have um, a really brilliant sort of team of collection of, of predictors who every week submit their thoughts about, about who could play. And I think it's quite interesting because I could just produce a percentage chance based on the collective kind of hive mind thinking. But actually, I think seeing how different people view view um, the likely team output is actually more interesting. It's a much more nuanced approach mm-hmm. and it allows you to see the team structure a little bit more and how people who think that Gundogan might start um, are also thinking that the um, front three might be slightly different to those who think that um, Silver is going to place and, and who are they going to um, play in their, um, you know, they've got a number of, of people who effectively play as number 10s in there, yeah. but they don't have, they don't often have a, a kind of true number nine, or a focal point. And yeah. I think, um, so So I think it, that that's what I wanted to do was just present other people's thoughts they're, they're a lot of them are season ticket holders or, or man city mm-hmm. um or chelsea obsessives and and i just think it was it was quite an interesting thing that um jamie um who's we rogue on twitter mm-hmm. really set up the the whole sheet after there was a conversation in one of the um kind of mm-hmm. private chat groups i'm in about about what was happening with with mm-hmm. And was there a way of predicting it? And so there are various people um, who I track their predictions for. Some journalists um, I'm in touch with, and and some people who aren't on Twitter. And and then there's a crew of of brilliant people on Twitter who all play FPL, who really understand how important it is for us to have their predictions before the deadlines. Um, so, so how how many people, for example, in this this particular sheet here, Man, Man City? prediction here for going into the palace game how how many people would be involved in this then i have about 50 on the wow. on the um on in the group and not all of them manage to predict by the deadline every week everybody has busy lives and people are sometimes away or, or on holiday or just forget um but at, but at the same time um what i what i was concerned about is getting the accuracy of mm. the um their predictions right because over the course of the season, I'm tracking every individual predictor and how accurate they are and whether they make any um, kind of fundamental mistakes, like do they do they slip up on wow. somebody's injured and they haven't picked up on that news because that then means I flag them to, to so that I can monitor, you know, who's being really thorough. Mm. And then at the, at the very bottom lines, 
um, are our skill weighting. So, um, so what happens is, is if somebody is really consistently good at mm. predicting, I'm giving them a higher weighting to their answers than somebody who is okay. less consistent. Wow, so, so th this it's is very boring, isn't it? But no, I get it's not. It's not being, because this being, is. It's it's fascinating to to hear about what's behind this as well because I see this and it's nice and easy for me to see. Oh, Cancelo, he's ill, so he might not start, but he could do, and and see who who will start. Uh, but finding out those now, I know um, um, Luke has been very successful, uh, um, and he's one of, one of the people that contributes to this, I believe. Um, he does. He's great, and he really understands the the, the tactic analysis mm. that I think is 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 very in line with with, with I, what I'm thinking each week as I'm trying to mm. also you know do my own prediction and and so I, we've had some really good conversations and it's trying to do that and and I think that the hive mind result of mm. lots of people who are thinking about city and what team they are going to produce I think gives us a level of certainty it's running at about um, about mm -hmm. 9.6, 9.7 out of 11 players. So there's generally one player who yeah. surprises us each week. Mm -hmm. um, and then what I'm hoping to do is the best of those people will be weighted mm. more heavily next season okay. so that then it will be easier to see what the best predictors mm. are, are, are thinking versus the people who are pretty good predictors but not quite as good as those okay. who are the best right yeah yeah I know, I know there's something Luke has mentioned around left-footed and right-footing players and yeah. something that Pep Guardiola likes to have a nice blend and mix there so if we've got a left-footed player there you can't have a right-footed player there and it, and, it, and so on and that has helped him I know to predict the forward line and I know he's been quite a champion of Foden starting whenever he is fit and not on a naughty step um, so looking yeah. at looking at the actual lineup, um, this is completely bang on, and the only uh, difference there in terms of the sixty percent is Cancelo, and that was based on his illness. So if he if he wasn't ill, we'll start, and if he was ill, obviously wouldn't. So he he recovered from that. But the rest of them, the likes of Laporte, uh, Walker, uh, Foden, obviously, um, and uh, Rodri, and so on, uh, all all bang on. Um, but um, Looking at Chelsea this season, so I'm not going to put it up on the screen because um, this is more of a sort of snapshot of that. But Chelsea have been, you know, your family team. <laughs> They've been a bit trickier. Um, the manager has, is more um, known for rotating and it's so difficult to predict. I, I find it difficult. So what, what, what challenges or successes have you had in trying to predict the Chelsea lineup? I think that the the the, the team that, that do the Chelsea line have a really difficult job this season. Mm. I think there's been lots of uncertainty. There's been injuries. There's been um, issues with Lukaku, um, and now mm. there's the the ownership kind of swelling around. And I think it makes it very difficult to predict the team. And sometimes um, the poor predictors are pulling out their hair saying, yeah. "I really, I really don't feel very certain about." Our predictions and that's one of the things that it's I'm, I'm considering whether you I could introduce mm -hmm. um, a, a level of confidence into predictions because that's often quite interesting as well is you could be certain that um, that Rudiger is going to start and you're going to predict that James is going to start but you're much less certain and whether that could be built into the model mm -hmm. but the models are already 45 plus page spreadsheets all interlinked and are pretty complex, particularly with the skill weighting um, mm -hmm. 
involved so so it's also got to stay manageable because yeah. i often find that i'm trying to deal with updated predictions as the yeah. deadline approaches and i need to be able to get to my own team yeah so i mean that the, the chelsea one is is particularly difficult because as you mentioned you mentioned lukaku as well but there's also the likes of james there's aspilicueta um Thiago silva and and then you get to, and then i haven't even got to the midfield <laughs> And it's right across the pitch, and even even the goalkeeper. I'm not hundred percent. I meant Mendy. I would, but I I'm not, I wouldn't ninety hundred percent say he will start every game because sometimes he doesn't. And um, so it, it it's right across the board. There is that threat of rotation, um, particularly in, mid, in midfield. There um, is it just City and Chelsea you do at the moment. Are are there plans to to expand this into? other teams as well, perhaps all 20 teams. Well, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, I'd need some help to do that. And people um, in the FPL community were really great earlier mm. this year in helping me find really dedicated predictors to, to, to do, because I need every predictor to do every mm. week, really. Um, mm. Otherwise, I can't predict how, I can't track how accurate their predictions are if people okay. keep changing or, or only predict easy weeks and not the difficult weeks. Um, so <laughs> there's quite a lot of thinking about the data to do. I would love to do more teams. I need people to volunteer to organize them because there's quite a lot of chatting to people. Mm -hmm. We have private Twitter yeah. groups, both the, the Man City and the Chelsea teams and checking that they've submitted the right number of people. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to make a mistake actually on the form that we use um, and reminding them and double checking post yeah. the press conference that, that that all the data that you're getting makes sense and that isn't somebody who's ill who is yeah. predicted to start by a couple of teams who submitted just before the press conference um and might not have seen you know seen it at that mm. point in time so so there's quite a lot of coordination um but yeah if, if anybody's interested i'd love to do some more teams but i definitely need some help in kind of okay. coordinating that, the groups well I'm, I'm sure i'm sure you'll get responses to that because um i know the F Every, every year, the, on, especially on Twitter, uh, the FPL community just becomes, the quality just increases. It's not just, just the quantity, it's just, the, for example, us chatting here, the, the quality of the research and the dedication and work that goes into it, um, is, it just accelerates each year. So um, I'm sure you will. Um, so which team, would you, which team would you like to see predicted then? Um, Okay, well, this team, I know which teams I wouldn't, so it would be a process of elimination. So, for example, this season, Arsenal, I wouldn't, because you can pretty much guarantee them. Um, I'm not sure many people would be interested, but my team, Brighton, would be the challenge for you. <laughs> because uh, Graham Potter, um, I mean, the goalkeeper, I would say, is 100%. Um, but other than that, I literally would not know. Um, you never know. Not anyone else is a hundred percent. There's there's some that are pretty near, um, but they are a tough one. But I guess it's the teams that we're interested in, in terms of. Uh, we'll come to a minute in, in sort of your thinking of the the, the game weeks remaining, but um, it's exactly the teams you've got: City and Chelsea. It's the teams that are doing well. Liverpool, for example, they're they're pretty rotation free ish at the moment. But yeah, predicting whether. Mo Salah is going to actually start. That was actually big news this week, the, the, the week that's just gone past, game of 29. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so so for, for, for me, I think it would be those sorts of things. But it's, um, I mean, yeah, it's the teams where there is a lot of rotation. And that, that's changed year, year to year. Arsenal used to be hard to predict. 
really hard and now they're just absolutely easy <laughs> you pretty you know they're 11 if they're all well um, yeah it's a bit it's a bit variable isn't it and i and i wonder whether longer term one of the things yeah. I, i'm thinking about is that some of the man city defenders have actually been quite cheap this year so for mm. example laporte and yeah. stones um and you could take their record and i i'm wondering whether actually it's worth looking at having them as a rotating pair and that you'll know you'll get mm. one of them playing and often you'll get two of them playing when mm. because um ds is being rotated as well at the moment um and he's off injured so so that could be quite an economic way of mm. of having very good defense if you if you can cope with a with a rotating strategy whereas some of the more highly priced defenders mm. it makes it very difficult yeah. if you um to have two two of those so I guess, um, I guess yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's an intro. I think that, and I wonder whether that's a little bit what happens with Man City's midfield. They're yeah. they're 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 cheaper in price, some of them, because because you don't know who's going to play, and and yeah. FPL, you know, build that in a little bit. Definitely, I, I, I also think when it, it it's where the team are in their standing in terms of whether they're in Europe or not. So the that's an ad, added threat to rotation is is europe so i mean to what extent with with man city and chelsea is is europe built into the thinking of some of the team that that, that whose views go into this i think it's going to be difficult to predict um man city mm. and chelsea later in the season as ah. they start if they start to progress in the champions league um the 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 there seems to be a balance between pep plays even when they have clearly won and he could be using some of the youngsters. There's there's mm. quite a lot of, of discussion about the fact that he still puts out a full team and, and we don't quite know whether it's it, he continues to play his first team just to keep them at peak fitness. Mm. Um, I imagine that he's got the sports science yeah. team saying, well, well, you know, this player will need will need 70, 80 minutes um, just to keep him in peak condition. Um, so I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I did do a breakdown last season of the of how the accuracy of the predictions varied through the year, and it was around the Champions League, mm -hmm. where where occasionally there were there were times when predictions were well off, and that certainly happened on one occasion this season where they were um, they'd already won the the tie through um, at Leipzig, I think, and and then everybody expected them to play all the youngsters mm -hmm. in the champion leagues for the because there was no way they were going to do anything other than win mm -hmm. and he put out a full team <laughs> so some of the predictions that i get are, are actually not related just to the yeah. premier league and and everybody was well off that week yeah i mean yeah he um you know he is a good example i mean although the the team has been relatively settled um so for example the palace game which is this this was predicting he didn't make any substitutes substitutions and they they um they needed to uh, arguably <laughs> to win it <laughs> and uh, yeah, they did. so, so yeah, it's unpredictable there yes and the forums were alive this week that that that, that sterling or jesus mm. should have been given yeah. a, a yeah. chance there though though pep did say that it was about the the, the kind of high energy mm. of the group didn't he the high rhythm yeah. that they were in but i think there's also there's real questions about what's going to happen to some of the city players if they're talking about harland mm. and and Alvarez yeah. um, coming coming to them. I mean, I think that Delap could be a really interesting striker for a team um, if if he moves and could be quite cheap. Mm. Um, I, I can't see Sterling staying if he doesn't get more game time. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I think that there could be some interesting changes, and it will be if they stay within those players stay within the Premier League, then that will be that will be interesting to see what happens. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach; you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip; you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Okay, let's have a look at your um, career history because as you said it's it's relatively relatively new to it. Um, and I've also put up your chips so far that you've this season. So you're in, you're in the on the edge of the top 50,000, so it's going well this season. So in your three seasons that you've been playing, um, 20, uh, 2018, uh, 19, uh, just outside the top. So this is the first, first season, just outside the top 100K. Um, so that's not bad. And then the second season, inside the just outside the top 2K. And then uh, just outside the top 30K. So these are all good ranks there um, in just three seasons, particularly second season getting... 3,000. So um, when you first started doing this, obviously you, you, your background is in, you know, looking at data and statistics and uh, the, the economics um, side of, of life. <laughs> um, but and then I sort of transmuting that to um, to to this. Um, it's um, it's quite quite start, it's, it seems to have been quite effective. Um, how was it when you first started playing and, and what was it in the second season that got you into the top 3k <laughs> well the first season i had a just just a disastrous start because i didn't know what i was doing and i i i i blew some chips and didn't didn't know anything really about the players until about christmas mm -hmm. um but then by then i i started to to, to pick up on you know really good analytic conversation mm. within 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 twitter second season i think it's a good start um, mm. helps an awful lot, um, particularly if, if you look at your kind of psychological risk profile. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm somebody who very naturally is, is a high risk taker. I love um, any oh. adrenaline fueled sports and, okay. um, you know, I surf and I ski and, and um, kayak and just just love the thrill of, of jumping off cliffs and things. Mm -hmm. So So that makes it really hard for me to play FPL well because I'm just so inclined to take risks all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and that first season, I decided I would pay really cautiously that the second season. I played really cautiously and that was much more effective. Mm. And this this season, I, I had a very wobbly start because I left things too late to the deadline. Mm -hmm. And and then I've been um, take, taking more risks than I, um, I would, I should have done. And actually what I do is I, I often track the 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 safe move I would have made in a, I've got a little kind of model going which tracks the safe move I would have made in any one week versus mm -hmm. the move that I've made because I fancy it um, based on data of course mm. I can tell you the safe move wins just mm. about every time um, good so music's my ears sobering lesson really <laughs> yes um, the I mean so I'm just thinking how we move sort of your research into data into rotation rather. Um, into these sorts of decisions. So, for example, here's one one I made. Um, I free hitted. I think you, uh, same time as you, uh, game week twenty seven. I think it was. So I I took a free hit then, 
Um, I looked at the players. Who's good? I think it was. I think Man City had a particularly good fixture. Um, I got in Mares. Um, didn't play <laughs> uh, or didn't do didn't do well. So um, I got that wrong. What what what's how did you, how have you used the the information that you've got, all the experts you're speaking to about rotation to 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 ensure that you're say on the edge of the top fifty k and I'm I'm about ninety k. So um, there's clearly that difference and it helps. Well, it's so hard, isn't it? Because that that week um, was it twenty eight, and mm. I had Foden, Laporte, and Cancelo in my team, and there was real concern that Laporte and Foden wouldn't mm. play. But you know what? In my own prediction, I believed that they would play, and then I had a crisis of confidence yeah. and thought, "No, I, I, what do I know? Mm. I, and I didn't back my own." research mm. and analytics and I did a last minute free hit and brought in Mares who yeah. didn't play and Foden played and scored the goal yes. and yeah. so, so it's really hard so, isn't it, to, to so you were right though data and I and I was right yeah and I I even when I did press my free hit button I mm. was telling myself that I should just trust my mm. own yeah analysis of the data that said there was every tactical reason why Foden mm. was going to start yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> that I mean, that's really interesting as well because so many people say, you know, I wish I trust my judgment, and then you know they get distracted by something, they read something, they see something, and they they change their mind, and they wish they'd gone back to that original thought, um, perhaps that original decision at the beginning of the week, or in your case, based on on the data. So um, I, I guess that that's a lesson <laughs> uh, that you've you've come to is that is, is do trust the data if if they predict Foden to start. Can't say I will. Well, I mean, it's going to sometimes go wrong, but it's also don't trust Pep. That's the problem, okay. you know. Particularly if if people have been out nightclubbing or whatever, yeah. he he definitely can can throw a spoke in the works and and yeah. and have a good bench. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I I am taking from this year is actually it's much more comfortable having having a really solid first bench player because then you're able to not be too mm. worried about about somebody being rotated out. As long as they don't come on for a lovely one-pointer. Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, let's have a look at your um, look at those chips there. So the 26, 27, 28 strategy has been great. So you've got a free hit and a bench boost left. Um, and where, when, when are you thinking of playing them and why? Okay, so I think I'm probably going to aim for bench boosting in 36. Mm-hmm. Um, though I could end up doing it in um, 33 if that looks better and then I'm going to use my free hit on 33 or 36 okay unless something else kind of crops up that looks interesting so I'm I'm kind of happy to play my bench boost whenever it happens I'll just have a look each week Um, I almost played it um, this week but the fact I didn't know whether whether Cancelo was going to start or not okay um and and I and I also had a, a uncertainty about Roger. So 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 I'm I'm leave things till I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got the the rest of the season mapped out on a spreadsheet. You won't be surprised to know. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, I'm I'm going to stay quite flexible. And I haven't really. I'm I'm just thinking about if I make a transfer this mm. this week or whether I just go out with with um, eight eight players. So, I mean, handily, Chelsea and City are going to be key to those decisions. Um, so I've got um, something I'll put up on the screen here. This is um, a look at the fixtures. 
and this is based on so we are recording this on friday just before the game week 30 deadline this being published just after the game week 30 deadline just to timestamp this um so we're looking ahead to game week 31 and beyond um, but at the same time we're talking about game week 33 and 36 keep up everyone and um the um the fa cup results which take place this weekend um will decide where some of the doubles will go and City and Chelsea are quite key to that so if FA Cup results don't go um, their way um, City and Chelsea could indeed have a double game week of Chelsea, Leicester and Arsenal and Manchester City could play Wolves and Brighton which would be great so game week 33 this is where your research will like be steaming <laughs> um, <laughs> it's such pressure um but game week 36 could be where they their doubles fall if they don't in game week 33 so in which case once again steaming again but as you've said if you'd have you have been trusting your the, the research from everyone and if you had you would have done better that particular week game week 27 so it sounds like whatever happens 33 36 you're not going to make those last-minute changes and get Mares in and etc. Unless you think he's going to start. I might. I might. I've only got Cancelo in my team at the moment, and if I if I thought that that that, that something could be predicted, it's it's this game is meant to be fun, and and that's where I think it's really difficult to play FPL in the way that I would like to play it in. Um, and get a lot of fun out of it if you're actually making beautifully optimized decisions that don't actually allow you to have that much um kind of a, a gamble or 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 if i'm going to watch a, a football match and and i really want to you know have a player in, i might bring somebody in that that actually pure logic would say it wasn't worth the transfer it's hard isn't it but yeah. you have to have fun and play play the game for enjoyment i think Definitely. And I, I look back on uh, the seasons I've played and some I've really enjoyed, irrespective of, of where I've ended up at the end of the season. And same thing, I could have could have had a really high rank or a really low rank. And some seasons I just have not enjoyed um, because of, you know, various things like COVID and just adding to that threat of rotation. And it's, it is so frustrating when you bring in players or captain them and they don't turn up um, and deliver. But let, let's have a look at your... so. Once again, this is an unusual one because this is this is your um, bus team going into game week 33. Bus team as in if the unfortunate thing happened with ourselves in a bus, we create a team um, uh, so that it's there in place while we're lying in hospital recovering. Um, and so this is going into game week 33. So this is sort of a snapshot of your thinking. And you've got Ramsdale, uh, Davis, uh Kuliszewski, Martinelli, Saka, Ramsey, Kane, captain, Jimenez, vice-captain. Um, and so you're going into that with around about eight players and you've got the likes of Cancelo, Salah, um, Alexander-Arnold, Rudiger, Robertson are not playing. Um, so how this, this is a slightly unusual week, but how does this fit in with your theories of rotation, data and indeed attitudes to risk? So I sold James for Robertson last week mm -hmm. and I don't really want to get rid of Robertson this week because I want to play him next week. Yep. So I've got a dilemma because I don't have any money in the bank mm -hmm. or 0.1 and I could have done Roger to 
Wang, mm -hmm. but there's not many other moves that I can do that, that will really add any um, expected value or, or EV. No. Um, and I look at the point distribution of players because um, I favor players with a longer tail distribution shape, mm -hmm. um, which means that they're more likely to, to, to score mm -hmm. um, a large number of, of points. I think in the season I did particularly well. You know, I, I brought in Barnes mm -hmm. when a lot of people brought in another Leicester player and Barnes got a hat trick. Yeah. So, so, you know, that can be, for me, that adds that kind of um, potential relative variance adds enjoyment. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do this week because other than I'd like to get James in for Rudiger because mm. that will be fun. Yeah. Um, but that's really needs to wait till um, we have news of his injury. Okay. So I may just run with eight or I may do something boring um, that, that, that just um, gets me a point. I'm, I don't really want to transfer no. out Salah for somebody like um, Coutinho or... Oh. or um, you know um somebody because then then that just that uses another transfer bringing him back in so so, so looking ahead to um we know that the burnley and everton double in game week 31 um i'm i'm probably gonna just totally shun them um but would would, would you be the same just the way your your thinking is yes I, I i think my my free hit with three burnley players worked out well so yeah. um so I think that there's not. There's, it might make sense. It might yeah. make sense to get, a, to get to get one of them, but I don't think I'll be bringing in more than one. No. Um, and I think it will really depend on once we see the the. Sorry, there's a there's a helicopter um, just uh, flying past my house. Um, <laughs> you might. I presume you'll cut this out. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. No, it's um, fine. I can't hear it, so it's fine. <laughs> Oh, oh, fine. Okay, it's very loud for me. <laughs> the so so this week, I think that that um, I'm just trying to. Think. What was your question again? I've yeah, lost that. It was I, an I, I was just just look, looking thing. ahead for game week 31 and Everton and Burnley and sort of maybe not investing into them, but then also looking ahead as well, really. So we're looking at what who who are your targets? Which players are you targeting? I know it's going to depend a lot on cut results and your own research each week, um, but who, who who who's in your thoughts for the for the remainder of the season that you think you're going to yeah, have at some so, point? I think this is feeling like quite a nice time actually because we've got the cup games over the weekend mm -hmm. and then we have a bit of a break and we then or I will certainly go to my spreadsheet and map out the rest of the season mm -hmm. um, with my transfers that that I, I have in mind and and I think that that will just naturally show a path where it will indicate whether whether Southampton are playing who has the doubles who's not and then I will start to look at, at, at what chips I'm using when and then that will determine my transfers um, Excellent. so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that I, I get a lot of pleasure out of that beautifully mm. um, laid out spreadsheet and, <laughs> and, and planning so so I think sometimes I feel how people I I, I I'm quite interested in how people approach data in yeah. um, your community because I see quite a lot of of people who kind of misuse data really and, and mm -hmm. they, they decide their opinion and then they find the data to back it. Mm -hmm. And I I really like people who, who have a lot of care and precision um, mm -hmm. in their methodology. I, I really like um, FPL Chase has been doing some really interesting um, modeling mm -hmm. um, that, um, 
Simon and, and Jamie do the the uncertainty mm. corridor of uncertainty podcast every now and then. That's 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 quite interesting mm. if you if you're into to analytical um, okay. kind of approach. And in particular, I, I, I like people who tr who are more interested in getting the methodology right than they are about the result. Okay. So I never care who's predicted to start for the Man City mm. um, lineups. Mm. What I care about is how accurate we've okay. managed to make any one week. And I think that, that that's the sort of data that, that I find really exciting mm. because I think it allows you to, to um, make really balanced decisions. I can't wait till next season yeah. when yeah. I'm going to get all the skill waiting from our current predictors. And, and that, you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious about whether that will make them, how wow. much more efficient that will make them. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. I mean, it's, it's uh, the, the way it's sort of ended there is, is about, um, it, it's a nice lead on from our previous Meet the Manager interview, which was with uh, Daniel Whitaker, who was carrying out who for as part of his master's uh, in the library studies around um, how the community like people like yourselves are using data and about how um, it's becoming more sophisticated. And he believes that the FPL community and people like yourselves is actually the future of how all walks of life analyze and use data to make their decisions um so he he thinks that we're taking over the world so um there's something <laughs> there's something to chew on um but um emma thanks so much for joining me it's been really fascinating especially um how you've sort of come into this and used data uh, and analytics to to show that you can do really well in a season um, not just a season, several seasons. So you know, you, you, your three seasons have all been good ranks, and one is you know top top three k. Um, so just for well, we well, thank, thank you for inviting me, and and anybody who's who's interested in in joining or starting a a, a, a predictor group or joining one of our existing ones, you know, just DM me on on Twitter at Jump the Wave, and and I'll be delighted to to talk to you because it's quite fun within mm -hmm. the within the chats, yeah. hearing people discuss you know the intricacies of, of yeah. the games. And, Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Um, good luck with the game week. Good luck with the rest of the season. And good luck with good next luck season. You too. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye.